0: Welcome to Grace for the Tryhard, a place where we tryhards can be reminded of the grace we've been given and be empowered to walk in it every day. Do you ever feel like no matter how hard you try, you aren't good enough? Have you struggled with shame and want to experience more freedom in your walk with Christ? Do you feel inspired and empowered when you hear other people's stories of transformation and healing? If your answer is yes to any of those questions, I'm right there with you. Being empowered to live and work out of grace is possible, and here we are learning how to do that together. No need to show up polished, poised, or perfect. Come as you are and join us as we experience God's grace together. Hello and welcome to Grace for the Try Hard, a place where tryhards can be reminded of the grace they've been given and be empowered to walk in it every day. Hope you all are doing well. It's been a little while since I've recorded. Um, I unintentionally took a little bit of a summer break. And to be honest, it was an exercise of living out the message that I'm trying to preach to people about living out of God's grace instead of striving for love and acceptance and worthiness. So I felt a little uncomfortable this summer being like, oh, I'm going to not post or not record as much as I want to. Um, but as time went on and my schedule was getting busy, I realized, you know what, this will be good. And I didn't even realize like I was taking time off until it was halfway through the summer and I was like, shoot, I haven't even planned my next podcast episode. <laughs> so, you know, it was kind of unintentional, but really needed. And um, around the beginning of the month, I took out my laptop during my work lunch break And just looked at my calendar and decided to plan out the rest of the month and think about even the rest of the year of what topics to talk about, who to engage with for the podcast and for the blog. And I was just really inspired, really excited. Um, So I feel like this break was really, really good for me. And I'm just learning the process of being a creative. And I think it's really important to give yourself grace if you're creative that sometimes you're going to have really creative moments um, and you're going to be like you know all in working hard late nights all this stuff and then sometimes you're going to feel tired and you're going to need that rest to I guess recharge that energy so that you can come back to what you love and make great work but I've been at my job for a year now which is absolutely insane I've learned so much and I'm actually going to do a podcast episode kind of just reflecting on what I've learned and encouraging people in how to live out the gospel in whatever they do in whatever work environment they are in. I truly believe that we have the power of God living inside of us and we are called to be a light wherever we are. Um, That's God's plan. And it may look different than you think, and I, that's why I think it's worth an episode to dive in and really um, share my experience, share what's been hard, um, share some breakthrough moments to encourage you. And also just um, inspire you how exciting it can be to follow Jesus in the marketplace. I am slightly afraid to put it out there. I kind of want to tell you guys my goals for the podcast right now, just for some accountability. (laughs) But it scares me in case I can't meet those goals. Another thing I am always working on is lowering my expectations for myself. (laughs) Because I tend to just go overboard with what I think I can handle and what I think I can do. And, you know, God is continually showing me like, hey, you have limits. (laughs) Um, So I'm trying to be realistic, but also trying to challenge myself at the same time. So I'm going to share, be vulnerable, and I hope you guys can give me grace if I don't, you know, hit all these goals exactly the way I want to. But one thing I'm wanting to do is bring back Bop With Me Monday. (laughs) You guys probably don't even know what that is because I only did it for like a month or so, but I love music and um, lyrics really inspire me. And beats and like sound also really inspires me. So when those two things come together in an awesome song, I'm just like, wow, this is so good. So um, I love getting music recommendations. So I want to share music recommendations with you all. So my goal is to post every Monday on my Instagram page, maybe Facebook too. I'm still figuring that out. Just a song that has been enjoyable for me lately and sharing some of the lyrics and why, why I like it another goal for me is to post one podcast episode per month and what's been exciting is I've already recorded the podcast episode for next month and so I'm already ahead of the game (laughs) in the past I've literally been recording in real time and editing and all that stuff so I'm getting ahead of it I'm trying to do as much recording as I can just so I, I have things ready to go and I have plenty of time to edit um, and I already have a like, game plan for the rest of the year. I just need to schedule some times with people for interviews. And then the last thing is I want to write more. <laughs> That's really why I started this project was to start a blog. Um, and I do really enjoy the audio form. But I, I'm a writer at my heart. And so I really want to sit down and, and write. And to be completely transparent with you guys, I'm just, I'm nervous. No one reads what I write (laughs) because reading is like, you know, not as common nowadays. (laughs) Like I think people's attention spans are a lot shorter and, um, I know I don't read as much as I used to. Um, and I love to read. So yeah, but at the end of the day, like, even though I want this to benefit people, I also just want to express myself. And so if no one ends up reading my blogs, Oh, well. So there we go. I just put it out there. Those are my goals for the rest of the year with um, grace for the try hard. So I want to share a quick disclaimer um, before we get into the episode. Two disclaimers, actually. Our guests today, Covenant and Gabe, and I ended up having a great time and chatted for over an hour and a half. (laughs) So I decided to break this podcast into the main episode on forgiveness and a bonus fun episode where we laugh a lot, share about our weeks, and Covenant and Gabe share their stories. This episode you are listening to right now is actually the second half of the conversation, and the bonus chatty episode will be out soon. Two, we did not get into everything about forgiveness. This is not, you know, like a theological book on forgiveness in the Bible. <laughs> this is a hour-long conversation between three friends who love each other and who are learning to follow Jesus every day. Um, So we don't have all the answers. And obviously we are growing and learning and seeking Jesus every day. And we're sharing what we've learned so far, but we are humans (laughs) and we don't see the full picture. We aren't Jesus. So please give us grace as we are, as we're sharing. Um, One thing I really struggled in, in college, is looking to, I guess, people to give me the full truth about God, um, when that doesn't make any sense because God is so much bigger than any one person. (laughs) So if one person figured God out, then God really isn't that big. So um, this episode is designed to encourage you, and I truly believe God can use his spirit to, like, enlighten you to things that we talk about, or even just encourage you In the experiences that we've had, but this is no way, um, you know, like talking about every single thing that we can about forgiveness. The more I listen to this episode, the more I realize like we could do a whole series on forgiveness, and I think I might look into that for next year. I know a lot of people have a lot of pain, (laughs) and that's one thing I I just want to be sensitive to. Like Covenant and Gabe are just awesome people, and. Um, They just inspire me in their directness and their um, conviction for what Jesus says. (laughs) It is all in love, and it is from personal experience when they are saying um, very challenging things (laughs) like forgiving your enemies. Lastly, I just want to speak to those who have gone through deep pain in their life, whether that's abuse, manipulation death of a loved one, racism, just anything that has wounded you, those things are real, and I'm sorry. You didn't deserve that. Whatever happened to you was not your fault, and God weeps with you. I don't fully understand why God allows us to go through pain, but I know God is good, and he has been with me through my pain and has healed me from the pain of my past experiences and I know he can do that for you too so if you struggle to hear what we're saying about forgiveness I encourage you to lean into the father let him hold you express all the real raw emotions that you have to him and to trusted friends and I truly believe he will heal you and give you the power forgive others, to forgive those who have hurt you. Forgiveness is just as much for you and your freedom as it is for others. I wish I could give you a hug, to be honest. (laughs) Um, And I just, I love you. And God loves you too. So let's dive into this episode. Hope you enjoy it. And here we go. (music) We wanted to talk about the topic of forgiveness, mm-hmm. which is a big topic, a big thing to talk about um, when you're a Christian, I hope. If mm-hmm. you're a Christian you've never heard the word forgiveness or mm-hmm. talked about forgiveness, that's a little scary because yeah. that's a huge part of the Christian faith. A huge part of why Jesus did what he did was to, you know, forgive us for our sins and cleanse us mm-hmm. and make us free so that we can live with joy and peace and mm-hmm. love and mm-hmm have the power to forgive other people. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Right before this covenant's like, I love forgiveness. Yes, <laughs> I love forgiveness. I do. And Gabe's like, you love receiving forgiveness. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but then she was like, no, but I love giving it too." you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've been through those seasons of like, I love getting forgiveness. And then there's seasons where I'm like, I hate forgiveness. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. forgive this person. Mm-hmm. I'm too hurt. And then there's seasons where I'm like, actually it's really free to forgive people. So we're going to talk about all of that in this conversation. Um, So this conversation actually started like a year ago. Me and Covenant went to that lovely little coffee shop that Gabe worked at. Mm -hmm. Guys, if if you know Spencer, Indiana, that's where we are right now. There's this amazing coffee shop.
1: Hit up Main Street Coffee. It's so good. So good. And it's a beautiful environment. Yes. Atmosphere. such a beautiful place. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It has enough seating, but, you know, it's busy because people love it. People so love it. They're it's they're going to have loved. to expand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the coffee's great. Anyway, so me and Covenant go there, and I'm actually, I think I was working on the blog. Yeah. Um, and we were just talking about something, and I was talking about a friend who had a lot of church hurt and um, just had a lot of bitterness in her heart about um, a pastor that was um, in her life and Covenant said something profound that I'm going to just read. Again, it's not a direct quote because I didn't memorize exactly what she said. But it was something along these lines. If you can't forgive a leader who has hurt you or hasn't met your expectations, you don't understand what Christianity is all about. And that was like kind of like a mic drop for my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, I've thought about it for a year because wow. I just never connected that. Like how crucial forgiveness is to following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you hear it a lot in church, but something about especially forgiving a leader who has hurt you, because I have had mentors and disciples mm-hmm. who haven't met my expectations, who mm-hmm. weren't there for me as much as I wanted them to be. And there's a part of me that just wants to like, be mad at them still. Mm-hmm. And you like helping me to see that is like, wow, that's really a way the enemy wants to like, quench us. Yeah, steal and
1: from you and yeah. steal from them. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Instead of you know, releasing them from that and Mm -hmm. understanding that they're not God, you know, Mm -hmm. like, they weren't meant to be God. So if anything, it's just helping you to see reality for what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little backstory. (sighs) I kind of want to jump in. Do you guys have any thoughts just based on what I first thought
1: for very first thought is like, forgiveness is so important to me. And I don't know, I think it's just something about me. Because when I was a kid, I remember like, like falling asleep at night and like crying as like a seven year old about like people who were suffering in the world that I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Just like I have always, um, I guess like felt um, really compelled with compassion for other people. Yeah. That's why I went to the refugee camp. That's why I worked at the homeless shelter. That's why I do a lot of things. But um, there's a scripture that I heard at some point in my formative years. It might've been at a church camp. It's something like in the King James, forgive lest ye be not forgiven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's literally like a rule that you cannot receive forgiveness unless you're willing to give it Mm too. And like God is so willing to cover you in forgiveness, Mm -hmm. but you can't receive something that you're not willing to give. And so that scripture is like one of the first scriptures I probably memorized and just like sticks with me so much. And my dad used to say, like he would always, when, when he would put us to bed, like he would hug us and kiss us and pray over us. And he would sometimes remind us, like, if there's anyone that you're, like, angry with, I don't know why I'm going to cry, but he would be like, if there's anyone you're angry with or holding a grudge against, like, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Like, you need, you don't have to have that person in your life. You don't, sometimes it's inappropriate to maintain a relationship with somebody who's abusive or whatever it is, but you do have to give forgiveness if you want to be able to receive it. Mm. So find it in your heart. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to bring conviction to forgive before you close your eyes and go to bed. Cause that person could die. Like there are reasons why it's important. And, and also forgiveness also unlocks something for the one who's forgiven. Like, I Ooh. think it has the power also to release the other person. Wow. And maybe that's a bit mystical. I don't have like a scripture to cite for that, but anyway, I've experienced that. Like when yeah. someone forgives me, I now get freedom wow. in like an area where I was under shame before. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just think about, um, I don't think it's the same scripture, but it's a different scripture of, like, if you don't forgive, mm-hmm. I won't forgive you.
1: The same one. Talking yeah. about,
2: like, he won't allow us into heaven yeah. after we die. And that is something that God holds so important, mm-hmm. uh, is forgiveness, it is, like, relinquishing um, offense. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously displayed that, like, you're talking about it should be so foundational for Christians. Mm -hmm. And it's the very beginning of Christianity. The reason why you become a Christian is because you accept Mm. the forgiveness of God. Yes. And
1: It's that moment of self-awareness of of imperfection and you have to receive forgiveness to cover your imperfection. Wow.
2: Where uh, Christianity started was when Jesus forgave us Mm -hmm. when he died on the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, He, that was the ultimate form of forgiveness, was giving his life. Ultimate form of forgiveness from the Father when he gave his son's life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that is the foundation of our faith. Because we need forgiveness. Mm -hmm. If we aren't forgiven, then we deserve hell. Mm -hmm. um, Because we're sinful. Mm -hmm. And so, every day we should experience the forgiveness of God mm. um, because we mess up mm-hmm. most of us every day. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it should just be so aware. Um, I think forgiveness is tied with thankfulness mm. yeah. and um, yeah, like if you want a real relationship with the Lord, I think a lot of people could live their lives. You know, you've probably heard those stories of like, where they on their deathbed? that are like, yes, Lord, I choose you. Like they, you know, they, they die and we, we, you know the I'm thinking like a hallmark movie or something yeah, yeah yeah really corny but like you can live your way your life that way if you want or you could live your life full fulfilled mm, with yeah. forgiveness yeah. and have a relationship with God yeah, and yeah. I <laughs> I don't see myself living a life just however I want to bitter resentful and then mm. at the end of my life finally, saying i forgive all those people and i receive your forgiveness lord
1: what if you don't have that deathbed moment i think people are so short-sighted when they're like Mm -hmm. i'll get to it
2: i think that's a factor yes and i just uh i would become such an awful person Mm -hmm. if i wasn't choosing forgiveness every day Mm -hmm. and receiving it
0: i want to be sensitive to people out there who have experienced great pain Mm -hmm. um I've experienced great pain, yeah. And the past few years have been really hard for me. Um, also, very growing and beautiful. So I've just gone through a season of a lot of anger and actually processing that anger. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's interesting that stop like stops people from forgiveness is they get in this mindset like, oh, if I'm going to be a Christian, I need to forgive this person, but mm-hmm. they don't actually walk through the process yeah. of like anger. and releasing that anger to god and Mm -hmm. letting him like fill you with that love um and as you receive that love because you know a lot of this is our needs not getting met you know like Mm -hmm. that's where the anger comes from that's where Mm -hmm. you know someone took something from you or didn't give you what you needed so you're angry and you're Mm -hmm. bitter and you don't want to forgive them so like i've learned how to walk through that process of like Being a mess and saying the things you probably shouldn't, quote unquote, shouldn't say as a Christian, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's really beautiful because God is just like, I can handle it. Yeah, Let it out. I see it anyway, you know, so like letting that out. And then through that, like I actually feel lighter and I feel like I'm able to say, okay, God, I release this person, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you said, covenant, I don't have have a relationship with this person. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, you know, be best friends with this person but I'm going to let them off the hook for what they did and trust God will be a just judge at the end of eternity. And Mm -hmm. I still don't know what that means because I am an imperfect judge and I still like, I'm like, oh, they should deserve wrath, (laughs) you know, because this isn't fair, you know? So I kind of want to jump into what you're saying, Cub, because you are such a justice-oriented person. So like, how do you feel about forgiving oppressors, the people who are causing (gasps) pain to other people? I... I think it's an
1: important thought exercise and I have done this myself like could I look somebody evil and horrible in the eye like a child molester or Hitler and could I feel the heart of Jesus for them especially if the person is unrepentant mm. and I know that like God is just and if someone is unrepentant they can't be covered by the blood of Christ like mm. for their sin so but he God is somehow able to hold intention how Tremendously, He loves each one of us, yeah. even the evil, bitter, bad ones, yeah. like the people who are actively harming others and doing things that are unacceptable, yeah. as well as those who are like devout and following him and sacrificing their lives as much as they can. So I don't know. I, I often will do like a thought exercise of like, can I look at this person and, and feel the heart of Jesus for them? The closest experience I've had is with a boss who was really unkind to me. And and working for her led me to, like, a year of tremendous self-loathing mm. and um, depression. And, like, even having, like, the random thought of, like, I kind of would... Like, if life is going to be like this, I don't know if I want to continue. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Not that I I've, I never feel like I've ever been in a place to take action on that. But anyway, this boss I had made me feel so low. And just today, I was like driving in the car on my way back from work. Like the Lord brought her to my mind and I still will have like my stomach turns. I've never been somebody who ever dealt with anxiety or panic, but this boss, like every time she would text me, I would feel like sick and I would get like, I would get like at one point I had like a stomach ulcer or something. Like I had so much stress Mm. if she would text me or call me, that was like instant I, I don't, like, once again, forgiveness is important to me, and I don't like to speak ill of people, but she was unkind and made me feel horrible about myself, Mm -hmm. and, um, but the Lord brought her to my mind today and was like, practice forgiveness again. Wow. Like, as many times as I go in my mind with the Lord, and I'm like, I forgive her. (laughs) I, I cut her loose. She's off the hook. Mm -hmm. Like, you love her. I love her. Mm. It's okay she's only a person she's figuring it out she's got stressful things in her life mm. as much as I want to like understand and like why does she treat me like that why did she make me feel that way sometimes we can't understand it all and like you were talking about a process earlier yeah. like working through your anger is a process I think forgiveness also is like an onion like in Shrek yeah. where he's like you have there's like layers to it so you forgive one time and you're like okay cool breakthrough moment like I forgive and then a month later it comes up again and you find there's still a little more hurt and anger and you forgive again yeah and then it comes up again there's a little more hurt and anger and you do it again Mm. and you do it as many times as it comes up for you and basically you don't withhold forgiveness anytime it comes up yeah that's the best like that I can say yeah so
0: you said both of you said choosing forgiveness So, like, I think that's one misconception people have about forgiveness. So, I don't know, Gabe, if you want to jump in. Like, what does it mean to choose forgiveness?
2: As Covenant was talking, like, I thought of other stuff, so I'll tie it into choosing. Um, I think the easiest way to forgive people is to try to see everyone the way that uh, God sees us. And the most applicable way to do that is to see us all as little kids. Yeah. And when you're an adult um, or a parent and a little kid comes crying to you with his problem because some other little kid did something, you treat it a certain way. Mm-hmm. You don't treat it like someone just had an affair with your friend. Mm-hmm. You don't treat it like um, someone's car was just stolen by some other person. Um, you don't treat it like those intense... Um, offenses and he doesn't see it like we see those adult problems Hmm. he's so much bigger you know he's so much more above our little issues Hmm. and the way that we can relate to that I think is how we see little kids problems Hmm. like Bobby stole my block or you know whatever Hmm. like that's okay you know we'll be like That's all right. Let's go talk to him. Mm. And Bobby can either apologize or he's going to go and time out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And
1: lower stakes.
2: I think um, where religion, the spirit of religion comes in and starts ruining things is when people start taking themselves too seriously Mm. and thinking of themselves as adults Mm. Mm. Um, or big people. You know, like, I think that's what happened with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happens with, um, if we're talking about churches, you know, with pastors mm-hmm. or CEOs, executives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what happens. Yeah. But the ones who are kind and the ones who um, don't lord over people are usually people I've, I've seen that are in touch with their inner child. Mm-hmm. Pure people. Mm-hmm. And that can be Christian or not. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully not for long with people who haven't accepted Christ. But right. yeah, you know, like when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for people who have little sins, mm-hmm. like little lies, mm-hmm. little lusts, little thefts, whatever. He died for Hitler. He died for Stalin died for a Genghis Khan mm-hmm. he died for every murderer every rapist mm-hmm. every child molester mm-hmm. not because like I guess I have to mm-hmm. but because he passionately loves those people just as much as us Yeah. Mm-hmm. and he's able to do that because he sees them as little Bobby he sees them as these little people mm-hmm. and I find myself having to recalibrate yeah. every day mm-hmm. and to get into that mindset because it's not earthly. Like, that's not the way responsible adults think. Mm-hmm. And you have to really um, break the mold mm-hmm. to do what he says to do because mm-hmm. he says, if you don't forgive them, I'm not going to forgive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that... It's intense. Like, the scripture is intense. Yeah, you know, there's is. times where Jesus is easygoing and very hippie sounding. But then there's also times where he's like, do you want to die forever? <laughs> yeah. Then knock it off. Like, yeah. and so... It's not a joke. Yeah. That's how I think of it.
1: Yeah. yeah church hurt is, like, the story of almost every Christian in America's <laughs> life. <laughs> We've all had a pastor yeah. who, who ended up, like, having an affair with somebody or like everybody knows a story like that like this person who i trusted wasn't trustworthy Mm. and i think it's sometimes we do have to knock it off it's like stop attributing these things to christ Mm. stop stop pointing your blame and hurt at the one person who loves you so much he Mm. he tried to protect you from it yeah like you can be frustrated with these people and their failures and stuff but don't like push jesus christ away because wow. you're mad at what people did when yeah. he's the one person who died to save all of these people. Mm-hmm. So, and I have to check myself, too, because, like I said, there have been times in my life where I, like, was avoiding God because I had pain. So mm-hmm. I'm not just being grumpy at other people. I've been in that, too, yeah. and had a shake out of it. Like, I'm not mad at Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm mad because these people abandoned me mm-hmm. or whatever happened.
2: Yeah. So, I thought a thing I thought too, when you were talking or maybe even earlier was like, um, in addition to the scripture that says to be slow to anger, but it should also say after that and be quick to forgive. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think those things are similar. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're slower to anger, it's like keeping a fire from turning into a forest fire. Mm -hmm. And if you're quick to forgive, it's like keeping a weed from growing its roots. Into a tree. So <laughs> deep. Yeah, yeah. You know, like think of like a mulberry tree or an awful tree. The tre- the tree of heaven. If you don't oh. know what that is, it's like an invasive species. If you cut Asia. it, it like grows back with three heads. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's wild.
2: You can't like you can only burn it or something like yeah, that. Something terrible. Um but yeah, I think the quicker you are to forgive and I've I've seen this in my experience. Like there was a time where like I was so wronged and I knew in the moment Mm -hmm. if I don't forgive this person it will poison me um but just I knew that it would really harm me and steal from my relationship with the Lord yeah and just steal from my life and that's really what it is like if you choose unforgiveness you're Mm -hmm. choosing personal theft like you're Mm -hmm. choosing theft of joy and peace and all the fruits of the spirit
0: yeah so crazy because we think it's going to steal from the other person Mm -hmm. we we think okay if I hold this against them if I don't let Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. off the hook Mm -hmm. then
1: it'll punish them like it's some kind of retribution but it isn't
0: right you were saying something covenant Um, oh people attributing what you know people did to God or Mm -hmm. to Jesus Um, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of again I don't know the scripture but I think it's like Isaiah or something where he says like my ways are not your ways Mm -hmm. Um, my thoughts are not your thoughts and that's something I come back to a lot because I definitely put, I think of God as a person, even mm-hmm. though he was a person because he was yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, he was fully God mm-hmm. and fully man. So mm-hmm. like, I definitely put human characteristics on God and think, oh, if my dad was like this, then God's like this. If my mom was like this, God's like this. Mm-hmm. If, sure. you know, this teacher was like this, God's like this. So I think that's really good that you're like, I don't know, helping people to make that connection or even just notice where they're putting... Mm-hmm. Putting something on God that isn't true, yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, reading scripture. The more you read scripture, the more you can understand like who mm-hmm. God is, who the God of the Bible is. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and you're never gonna know enough of Him. It's you know? hard
1: because when we're reading scripture, sometimes like just what you're des- describing, sometimes we're superimposing, like we're putting our stencil of our our experience with other hurtful people, our parents, pastors who have hurt us, friends who have left us, whatever. We're putting that over, like, God's tone as we read the Bible. You're so right. And it's totally inaccurate. So, like, part of – our friends just drove by. (laughs) (laughs) It's a small town, folks. Um, Part of, I think, the transformation process of the Christian is asking the Holy Spirit to help you hear him rightly. Hmm. Like, as you're reading the word, like, help me not to superimpose my experience with human beings over your voice, Jesus. Hmm. Like, help me to hear – how you sounded when you said this. Like, what was your tone? Mm -hmm. Was it kind? Was it gentle? Was it serious? Mm -hmm. Was it convicting? Mm -hmm. So whatever that may be, but sometimes he'll surprise us. And
0: yeah, I definitely do that. And even just hearing that scripture about, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive you. Like, Mm -hmm. I definitely put on like, fear Mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. Like, it sounds like a fear tactic to Mm -hmm. me. A threat. Yeah, a threat. Like, if you don't forgive, I'm not going to forgive you. And But then like thinking like, Well, actually, Jesus, like, showed us how to forgive. Like, he went, he did the hard work first. And then he gave us, like, the ability to forgive. And when I struggle with forgiving, I can run to him and be like, help me forgive. Like, I want to forgive. And he's, like, glad to help. So there's, like, so much more grace, so much more love in that statement than I think I naturally put on it. Because I grew up with a very, like, Mm -hmm. rule-based God. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, he's got all these rules, and you just got to follow him, and he's going to be mad if you don't yeah when we go to forgive too i feel like
1: it's important to add this like we're not pulling out of our own well Hmm. never at any point that's why like it doesn't even if it does make us feel fearful or or makes us like feel urgent or like oh my gosh i need to deal with this right now yeah like if you feel compelled that there's someone you haven't forgiven yet god is there to help you Hmm. like when i was driving back today and i had the thought of like I need to forgive my boss again. Mm. I asked the Lord to help me forgive her. Mm. Show me how to forgive her. What is mm. this new layer of forgiveness? I'm not pulling it out of myself because I don't have it. That's why she's not totally forgiven yet. Like yeah. It's not my forgiveness I'm giving. I'm literally giving Christ's forgiveness to her. Wow. That reminds so,
2: me of, like, if you need help with this, whoever's listening, or us right here, like, read um, the Psalms. Mm. Um, because... David is, like, crying out for more than half of it. Yeah. Like, God, I can't do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. And God loves honesty. Mm-hmm. God loves being forthright. Mm-hmm. And he would rather you say, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do mm-hmm. than to just save face and, you know, be brave, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. Yeah. He would rather you tell him that it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus told God it was hard in the garden of Gethsemane you know yeah. like Jesus wasn't like I'm going to put on a brave face <laughs> he was like please god like this is the worst thing ever mm-hmm. don't make me do this yeah and that that's how we should be yeah. we should be honest
0: yeah mm. which i don't know we talked about Bethel earlier, and I really love Bethel's music. Um, but there's an album, like from, I don't know, two albums ago. It's got like bread and juice or mm. wine on the front. But mm-hmm. there's a song called Honesty. Mm. And it's one of my favorite songs on that album because it talks about being honest with God. So if nice. you guys need a recommendation, go listen to Honesty yeah. <laughs> on that one Bethel album, <laughs> with The Bread and the Juice. So we talked with Jess in the last podcast episode a little bit about boundaries, but Mm -hmm. I think it would be helpful to help whoever's listening um, have a balanced understanding again. And we can't dive into everything about forgiveness right now, but you were talking about the example with the little kid and Mm -hmm. like, I really love that you're like, I don't know, just decreasing the stakes, but you're saying that like, The parent doesn't just be like, okay, get over it, you know, when, Mm -hmm. you know, he stole your toy. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, we're going to go talk to him Mm -hmm. and see if he, you know, repents Mm -hmm. and gives you the toy back. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't, he's going to get a timeout. Mm -hmm. So that's like a good analogy for boundaries, I think, for me. Yeah. -hmm. So like, let's think about, you know, really hard things like your boss or just, I don't know what you've been through, but anything that was like really hard to forgive someone, like how did you forgive, but still hold them accountable Mm -hmm. for what they've done? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, um, that was some good stuff that you're talking about at the restaurant with Lindsay. Do you come up with that all by yourself? No, not at all. You guys, folks,
1: intermission here. I need to give credit because Gabe has taught me almost everything I know about grace for people and patience. And forgiveness. And yes, I've always been a compassionate person, so maybe I'm receptive to those lessons, but Mm -hmm. my family is really bad at forgiving people, Mm -hmm. really good at cutting people off. Mm -hmm. I love my family so much, (laughs) but that's like my family (laughs) culture as much as I love them. And and my parents raised us in church, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But they've got like, I had some bad habits when I met Mm -hmm. Gabe and he has taught me so much about loving people and sticking with them and giving them extra chances and Mm -hmm. like indulge in Compassion. Indulge in like your desire to show mercy. Like why not? Mm. Um, so wow. yeah.
2: And giving credit.
1: I'm giving credit now to Gabe. <laughs> and and giving credit. He taught me how to give. No joke. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, you know that too, because a lot of times when I'm sharing with Lindsay or Jessica, I'm like, this was Gabe's idea, by the way. <laughs> I've, I've gotten better at that.
2: <laughs> so the story, the covenant, that I would imagine is where that information came from and, and what Covenant was relaying on to Lindsay was I was <clears throat> out at school. Uh, a pastor that I was under in the past heard that I was out there. Um, or they, they knew that I was out there. That was entirely factual. Um, and they blessed me to go out there. Like, they mm. weren't saying I shouldn't go. Um, but they, that pastor um, ended up saying something from the pulpit mm-hmm. at um, an event they had at their church and slandered me. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, um, wow. they they didn't say my name, um, but um, they defamed me. You know, mm-hmm. they, they definitely took that time to say this person is bad mm. um, in order to it was manipulative. Mm-hmm. It was it was to get people to not um, attribute me as a good person. Wow. And anyone who knew me in the church body knew that, that he was talking about me. Wow. <clears throat> so I heard about that because um, someone in the church told a friend of mine who told my parents. And then they called me while wow. I was at my, my first year. And they were just so frazzled on the phone my parents yeah um i could just cry. tell they were just she was probably on the brink of tears wow. and um and they were just really shaken up you yeah. know that's not something you want to hear um, they weren't there so they, they didn't hear what happened but um because of a recording they did mm. and um i just was unaffected on the call Like I, there was such a obvious manifestation of grace on me when I heard that news, um, because I just was so compassionate and was so like, that's okay. Mm. Um, whatever that person said isn't true Mm. and it wasn't the voice of God. Mm. And, um, I don't have to be scared of that Mm. because, God represents me mm. in court. God is my defender, mm. and so they were really scared, and um, I was not.
0: What were they scared of? People hearing about this? No, no,
2: they. You don't well, have
0: to jump They in the probably roof, thought they know,
1: would have to. have to leave the church.
2: Definitely, they—they oh, okay. they were really. Basically, it's like trust. Like ultimate trust mm. is broken. Yeah. You know, you find out that. If your pastor or whoever, your doctor, like let's say your doctor, your gynecologist takes pictures of your most private parts and uh-huh. posts them on the internet. Yeah. That's how they felt. Yeah. Well, so like we can't trust this anger, we've distrust, been like a shattering of things, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so they're like, we're, we're going to leave, we're going to leave mm-hmm. the church. And, um, do you want to listen to the recording do you want to hear it and i was like no (laughs) i i don't want to hear it um and it just felt super spirit led holy spirit led in the time and i was i said like all in this short phone call i was like have you talked to him Mm -hmm. the pastor and they're like well no and i was like why not and they're like well you know like weren't expecting me to say that yeah And I was like, you know, basically you just went around that circle for a little while. And I was like, if you guys aren't willing to talk to your pastor and this thing happened, was he ever really your pastor? Hmm. Because that should be the person you should be. Like, all this trust is broken, right? Hmm. But do you even know the context? Do you know for sure that he was talking about me? Um you know, blah, blah, blah. All mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. You will never know unless you talk to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped my parents from leaving that church on that phone call because they had already decided. Yeah. And um, so they went and talked to him and spoke mm. with him. Um, and so that's how I would give an example of holding uh, an offender accountable. Mm-hmm. The way it had turned out is he got bad info. Um, mm, of course and, He did air quotes and, Oh yeah um, And he apologized to them He never spoke to me well, Never apologized to me um, Which was disappointing Yeah um, Because It did I, sever
1: the relationship I mean
2: Right yeah. I, I decided at that point This person has decided they're no longer A covering for me because they basically just threw me out into the street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Their relationship has never been the same. There was never, there was never offense on my part. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I felt really graceful. So Mm -hmm. when I came back after that, um, that time, there was a pastor in the church that was really intimately, um, involved with me, like in my life. And I mean that like this Christian spiritual sense, (laughs) like this was a, this was... This was a father figure, like someone who, you know, would text me regularly and keep in touch with my life, pray for me, mm-hmm.
0: yada, yada. This is a different guy, not the... Different uh,
2: pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if this is what the top is mm-hmm. saying, then everyone else must, must be also thinking this way. Yeah. I had that thought when I came back. And so... I called him or texted him and was like, hey, can we meet when I come back home? Because I didn't really feel like I should um, go to the church until things were resolved. Yeah. And so he met with me and I basically blindsided him um, because he never heard the recording. He never heard that anything of that had happened. And he um, didn't lead me to believe that he like, that the staff had been talking about that or anything. Mm -hmm. Because my parents never talked to him. Yeah, this is the other pastor, and um, what he did, which was extremely loyal of him, which was cover that pastor, Mm -hmm. and he said, "I just want you to, I just want you to treat this as my fault, and I want you to think of it as that, like I'm the reason this happened." Because he, what he wanted to do too, what we're talking about forgiveness, Mm -hmm. he wanted me to forgive. Yeah. Um, he, had no, he did not know what, what this other guy yeah. said. Mm-hmm. He had no context.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, That's really cool.
2: And wow. he was like, "Just, "I want you, will you forgive me?" is what <laughs> he asked. Wow. Wow. He's, like, he's like, "I'm so sorry yeah. that this happened, and I want you to know that that is not how we feel about you, wow. and that you are welcome at our church. Mm. And he's I such just, a good guy. He is, he's amazing, like you know, <laughs> makes me emotional thinking about him. Um, but it was so special because I'd never experienced that. I've never experienced someone being like, blame it on me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just like stepping
2: in front, be like, it's not you though. Like you're not the one that was, that's what that's Jesus what did. That's what wow. Jesus did. Oh my yeah.
1: gosh. Mind blown. Oh my so goodness. So
2: that's what, that's what he did. Um, I love wow. him to death. So yeah.
1: That's stuff that, that's that makes exactly. it all worth it. Like we're talking about there's complexity in church and we get hurt. But when there's somebody like that, who's a mentor for you as well, and they like catch the bullet for you just so amazing like it reminds you there are people having an authentic transformation as christians and following jesus even if others are wilding out and doing like bad stuff out there yeah there's like some people it's really real and they are humble and showing christ in action wow i've never heard of anybody doing that i've heard that story but i didn't put it together like that's literally what jesus did
0: Mm -hmm. wow yeah i'm shook And i've been doing the opposite at work to be honest Mm -hmm. like people have been blaming me for things that i didn't do Mm -hmm. and i'm like vengeance blame (laughs) it on the real person who deserves to be blamed Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then i'm just like what does blame do like does blame benefit anyone
1: Mm no no
0: like it really doesn't you know and again like yeah so that's another that's another tangent um Mm -hmm. but thanks for sharing that story and being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and even just because so the guy who Took the bullet. Mm-hmm. He had kind of poured into you most of your life. Is that right?
2: Um, for part of it. Okay. Part of my young life, yeah.
0: It's just cool, because um, you, like, talking to your parents and, like, not, like, having that, all that grace, like, I feel like it's even just, like, his investment in you. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. that being, like, shown. And then he also takes the bullet and, like, mm-hmm. displays yeah. even more grace. Like, well, yeah. crazy. Amazing. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So. I love him. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well. That's awesome. Cub, do you want to share anything about holding people accountable, especially with your... Oh, yeah. Justice mindset. (laughs) Smackdown. Smackdown hour with Cub. No, no, I'm just kidding. Your next
1: podcast. (laughs) Gabe, once again, credit where credit is due. Gabe has taught me all about brave communication. Oh,
0: okay.
1: So, like, you heard it multiple times now in his, like, anecdotes and, um, like, allegories and stuff. But just that line of did you talk to them Mm. and there are so many times especially once again referring back to my family love them to death but the habit and culture in my family is like if someone wrongs you we talk to everybody else about what happened and we don't go to the person who did it and have like an open-handed loving conversation to get to the truth to bring connection in the end um or anything like that it's just kind of like It turns into gossip and slander quickly when someone makes a wrong move and hurts somebody and then then that person maybe gets cut off or gets slandered back wow and um so it's not super christ-like yeah and gabe as long as we've been married has always challenged me like you consider yourself a brave person right (laughs) like not that these aren't his words but this is my interpretation because i take things intensely but like You consider yourself courageous, right? You consider yourself to be a strong person, right? Does a strong person, like, whine and complain and, like, and gossip and slander and go behind others' backs? Or does a strong person address the one who wronged them with love and bravery Mm -hmm. and get to the bottom of it? Mm -hmm. So going back to the story you asked about holding people accountable, I think sometimes... When I was younger, I really loved holding people accountable. Like, <laughs> I loved it. I had a, a friend. It's like a it's a joke now, but I had a friend who was, like, avoiding me. This was back in high school because I had started dating someone and she, like, missed me and was also, like, resentful that I wasn't around as much. And she felt like I had just, like, kind of dropped off the map since I started dating this guy. And it was true because I'm, like, I have, like, zero balancing abilities. Mm-hmm. So... But I was, like, mad that she was withdrawn. And so I just, like, walked over to her house and let myself in and waited in her kitchen until she got home from soccer practice. And I was like, we're going to talk about this. Wow. So that's kind of, like, young me is, like, putting people on the spot, forcing conflict resolution.
0: Interesting.
1: And being, like, really strong-handed. And if you bend something too hard and fast, you'll break it. Mm. So you have to, like, be gentle in those moments. So I'm going to talk, I guess, about my experience with my boss. This is a person who, like, I had high hopes going into this job. Mm. I was like, um, it's going to be more money than I've had before. Um, you know, I think it's sort of in a, a field that I could care about. Like, I, I, I think that I could do well here. I think that I could grow here. And from day one, it was kind of like I was sidelined and kept in the background. And it was even to the point of, like, I was excluded from, like, almost every meeting. Like, if we would have a meeting mm. with people that I was responsible for doing project work for or whatever, I was, like, not allowed to come to the meeting. And I would bring it up, and I'd be like, Is, are there any meetings I can attend this week, like, that are related to what I'm working on? And it was like, she just wanted to keep me in the background mm. and... If like in the rare case where we were doing an in person, because a lot of our stuff was on Zoom, yeah. if we were doing an in person meeting with actual people that I worked with, we would like it would be like a go around the room and introduce yourself. I saw her like physically tense up and flush when I opened my mouth to speak, mm-hmm. like she was deeply uncomfortable with me weighing in or doing anything, and that's kind of caused me to feel a lot of shame. Basically, mm-hmm. that kind of thing escalated. There were situations where like she communicated really badly and said that like she would take care of something. And then, like, she didn't do it Mm. or it didn't happen in the way that she thought should have happened. Mm. So then she called me to, like, yell at me that this thing didn't work out, even Mm. though she had said she would take care of it. There were just, like, lots of moments like that where I I felt, once again, like, waves of shame and just, like, what am I doing? Like, I have always been a successful, hardworking person. I have never been, like, a failure person who uh, can't get things done. And yet I feel like such a flop. Like I feel like a constant failure to this person. Yeah. And it really affected the way I saw myself. So it got to the point where I was like, venting with Gabe, venting with my friends, um, venting to my family and complaining a lot. And once again, again, Gabe asked me the question of like, can you talk to her about this? Yeah, Like, what is a version of this conversation that you could have in a professional way without getting like too emotional or whatever? Like what are the things that you want and need? And try to ask for those things. So I'm really proud of myself for this. But over the course of my employment, which lasted over a year, I had at least three conversations where I requested a meeting and was like, I'd like to talk about like, your experience with of me as an employee Mm -hmm. am i doing well are there things i could do better here's how i'm feeling a little bit Uh, a little bit like there's not enough for me to do and and so on and talking about kind of like i want to be able to move up like i don't want to be doing the same job forever so can we talk about also like the future for me in this organization yeah and so things like that just like choosing to be brave about it and ask for things that i need and did that result in significant change no in fact i would say it got worse over time but i developed more respect for myself every time i had one of those conversations because i went in like i'm not gonna be a coward Mm. i'm i don't identify i don't see myself as a coward Mm. so i'm not gonna make choices that a coward would make Mm. so um i just think like it's really important to like be brave and talk to the person who's hurting you yeah. in whatever uh, appropriate form that looks like, if you can, and if it's appropriate, whatever. But, um, so it never really got better. In fact, like the stomach ulcers and the stress got worse. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where I was like, just like by sheer willpower and the grace of God, I was like, I am going to leave this employment without burning the bridge. without driving to her house and slashing her tires without like (laughs) that's me being funny but like i i'm going to not lash out at her as much as i can help it like it was all i could do not to like lash out yeah i had to like really bottle that and go to the lord with it yeah and not let it out on her because it's not appropriate Mm -hmm. and i also like i want to be someone with a record of like Being a good employee, like, working hard and and striving to have good professional relationships. And I just didn't want to blow anything up. So I addressed it as much as I could. Nothing really changed. I looked for other employment, and I left without burning the bridge. And I wished her well, and we got lunch at the end of it, and um, it was was kind of fine I think I hugged her which is weird <laughs> <laughs> but and it's like to this day I once again her. like it's been months and I'll still like have a flashing thought or like I'll see her, she, her post on Facebook or something and I, I feel that like panic feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that hasn't gone away yet and I'm sure maybe with time it will but if she comes up I forgive her again
0: yeah
1: so and and while I had to face her I tried to be brave so that's all you can do
0: I mm. think oh so many good things. Yeah. Being brave, like and the whole holding accountable I think is different, like childhood covenant holding people accountable versus adult covenant holding mm-hmm. people accountable. Like so much grace. Mm-hmm. Like you are like I guess maybe holding people accountable could be like, I'm gonna slash retires <laughs> I right. deserve this.
1: I literally have a grandma whose uh brother was cheated on by his fifth wife and she went to that fifth wife's house and slashed her. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: So that's like, when I say that, I'm just talking about things my actual family have done. Yeah? Allegedly. Yeah. My mom's, Alleg- brother, my mom's brother took a bullet for their cousin because she had been, like, hit by her boyfriend or something. A real bullet? Yeah, like, went to the bar, started a fight, the guy shot him. Allegedly. This is true stuff. This is all true facts. But, uh, that's just different. <laughs> Honestly,
0: just, this is so different than the world. And even what yeah. you were saying about, like, um just the culture of your family like that's honestly a lot of the culture of where I'm working right now mm-hmm. and I'm more like you where I'm like and you gave to like can I just talk to this person like mm-hmm. I just want to talk to them mm-hmm. so that we don't have this you know crazy gossip going around they, mm-hmm. they start to hate me even more and I'm just mm-hmm. confused yeah but yeah. that's like shocking to people like yeah. there's been two people I've had oh, yeah. to like directly confront one person wouldn't even do it I wow. had to get my boss involved and I again like I'm like I'm not gonna come and yell at you like right. literally I just want to understand what's going on like yeah. why yeah. you're acting like this and how can i make this better but that's just like doesn't seem it's not common mm. honestly yeah. unfortunately which is so sad um i think that's what we're called to do and yeah it and can
2: be common like don't treat it as like an impossibility yeah because yeah. there's there's work cultures that make sure that happens yeah, and yeah you can that's have true the, the weird like forced um
1: forced conflict re- resolution
2: uh like you know sterile sure we'll <laughs> say sterile um but you can have <laughs> you can have like yeah like these are the rules of the the law these are mm-hmm. the rules of our workplace or you can have like the culture exhibited well and mm-hmm. perpetuated mm-hmm. and it's not impossible although very prevalent like yeah. for for cultures to be the way you're describing them right
1: now and it's yeah. the easier thing we're like what we do when we're slandering and gossiping and stuff is we're, like, casting about for support from the group. Yes. We're, like, will you guys get on my side so that you can make me feel better about this person who was mean to me or yeah. abused me or whatever? Like, can you guys come around me and make me feel supported? Because I feel hung out to dry. Yeah. I feel hurt. I feel whatever. Right. And I need you guys to come around me. And But that's not, like, it's just poison, like, gossiping. It's not and, helpful. Yeah, it's not, it's not helpful. It doesn't resolve the conflict in any way.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and uh, you guys are just bringing up so many interesting things that i didn't even expect you talked about identity a lot Mm -hmm. and again like i don't think people directly connect forgiveness to identity but you're Mm -hmm. saying like I am a courageous person. Mm -hmm. I am a brave person. That's Mm -hmm. a part of my identity. So I'm going to behave this way. I need to embody
1: my values, and Mm -hmm. that requires me taking a risk and doing something I'm uncomfortable with, Mm -hmm. deeply uncomfortable with.
0: Right, Mm -hmm. and the opposite of what you're saying, like when people are gossiping and slandering, they don't have that solid identity. There isn't that security. So they're like trying to get it from those other people to like – you know, they're like, well, maybe I did something wrong. So let me just check with all these other people and make it as convincing as possible that I'm in the right so that they make me feel better about myself. But that's not actually going to help, you Mm -hmm. know, build your self-worth and confidence in the end. Mm -hmm. Wow, guys, this has been such a great conversation. So I just want to close it up here with, is there anything you want to say to someone listening who is struggling to forgive right now? Or do you have any just closing thoughts to just sum up what you have shared? Hmm
2: uh unforgiveness is not worth it mm-hmm. it might seem like it in the moment but it is only damaging and even if you really want to damage that person back it's going to hurt you twice as bad mm-hmm. um and if you're a believer if you believe in jesus's message then you should want to be as much like him as possible mm-hmm. and he is really a stickler <laughs> about forgiveness that's his whole thing you know if you don't like forgiveness it might not be for you
0: that's his whole thing mm-hmm. you're so right
1: yeah i guess i would just want to say like unforgiveness is poison to your soul and it's poison to the people around you and um jesus offers forgiveness and healing and so as much as we want that covering for ourselves if we can think of all the th- all the ways we've hurt other people and the ways that we've failed and we hope to receive forgiveness. Um, we need to give that to others. And once again, it's not us pulling out of our own well. Mm. It's us looking back at Jesus and saying, help me Mm -hmm. extend forgiveness, your forgiveness to this person. And so Mm -hmm. he will help you do that. But yeah, call call on Jesus and he'll help you. You're not on your own.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Grace for the Try Hard podcast. I hope you feel encouraged, empowered, challenged, and that you know that you are so loved by God. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, as well as rate and leave a review. Talk to you soon.